everyone, and welcome to Gamers on the Go, a podcast dedicated solely to those games you can take with you. I'm your host, Chase Kennecke. Today's show is on the 2005 Nickelback classic, Photograph. And my, uh, my guest at this time is Bobby Pease. Hi, Bobby. I'm going to go. I, I, what? You, you, you aren't a fan of the Nickelback catalog? This, a- is, this is the grossest form of bait and switch I've seen since May 19th, 8 p.m. Oh, I'm- when I had to watch the Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I missed a letter. We're talking about photographs, not photographs. Uh, uh, that about- feels a lot better. Yes, we're talking about the 2019 uh, Luca Redwood game, not the terrible song by a terrible band. Awesome. Great game. Terrible song. Very, very bad. Every time I see it, it Mm-mm. makes me no, laugh. Is that that's good? I don't. I don't. We're good. Yeah, I think that was, we're good. I think those are close to lyrics. Anyway, uh, yes, we're talking about photographs, which is uh, an iOS, Android, and uh, PC game. I think it's on Steam and Mac, and uh, yeah. I think he just put it on itch. Yeah, <laughs> so. I think I think uh, that's where I saw a lot of stuff for it mm-hmm. on desktop realm so if you prefer that that's uh, another way this is this is a but this is a, i think this is a phone game we can we can pretty much say like this, this is, is a phone game this is one of those things that like i i love finding these little gems and darlings for the phone these are really fun to come across and this one uh, i, I kind of echo the sentiments of i know justin mcelroy put this out there on twitter and and it's something that i've been feeling like just it doesn't feel like the curation, the finding these really good games on iOS happens as often anymore. I know Apple tries and, and they curate some games. They did have this as like their game of the day uh, one day. Yeah, that was awesome. Just uh, a few days ago. But but for a developer that I really like, like Luca Redwood, eighty eight games is his uh, development studio. Uh, by, although I think it's really just him. Uh, yeah. He he's made ten million. He's made I want to build a boat. Uh, or you must build a boat. Sorry, um, you must build a boat. And I love those games. Those kind of yep. like endless runner slash match three puzzle games with some uh, RPG elements to them. I-, I enjoyed both of those immensely. Um, he also made a game called Smarter Than You, which I think is like a two-player competitive game that, oh, cool. that I have not played. Um, but but I love this guy's games, and I didn't even know about this game. You were the one who was like, "Hey, you guys should play Photographs." And I'm like, yeah. yeah, hey, cool. Bobby has like another iOS game that he wants me to play. I'll put it on the pile with all the other ones. <laughs> sure, there's a lot of them. Um, but it's my mission. And then I think the way you sold it into me was, uh, it's the soundtrack is done by Ben Prunty, who is mm-hmm. uh, famous for, and at least in my eyes, famous for FTL and Into the Breach, uh, yeah. which are two of my favorite games, uh, sound included. <clears throat> so. Like that's what sold me in, and then I think later I learned, oh, this is a Luca Redwood joint. Uh, holy shit, I love his games, and yeah, and I, I, I like this game a lot. I, I don't think yeah, I like it sure. quite as much as You Must Build a Boat because I just really like the mechanics of that. But but there's some totally. really cool stuff about photographs. Um, I think we should also mention since we've mentioned two of the three people who've worked on this, uh, the other, the third, uh, it's uh, Octavi. Uh, Octavia Navarro, and they go by Pixel's Shoe, <laughs> I think is how you pronounce that. It's it's Pixel and then S-H, uh, or it might be Pixel's Huh. That might be. It might be Pixel's Huh. Pixel, pixels, huh? Pixel's uh, 
Uh, uh, her they, stuff is really good. Yeah, they they worked on Thimbleweed Park, uh, which uh, yeah. is has a I think a, it's her cool pixely art style to it. So uh, it looks pretty cool. Uh, it sounds pretty good with with Ben Prunty's work, uh, and I think the design of of photographs is is pretty interesting. So this is a game about regret and uh, redemption. And, yeah, and that sounds like a big weighty topic. <laughs> Uh, it's not what I thought it was going to be getting into it. I'll say that sure. much. Sure, like especially for a phone game. Like this is like Heavy. I'm I'm used to like cute quaint little puzzle games uh and and not as many narrative heavy games. And this one kind of does both. Like it it you yeah, get for sure. you part you kind of get like a Florence style, here's some story stuff, but then it also goes into you're going to play these kind of Almost mini games, I guess. Like they, they seem like five game jam concepts that that you know you didn't totally. have you didn't have years to think about them, but you you were able to kind of do something cool with them immediately, and then not get bored of them and move on to another one. So the the it idea was, with this game is that there's actually five stories that are happening, and also with each story, there's a corresponding kind of puzzly game that you play in between the stories. Or in between yeah. the, the bits of story for these five stories. I uh, I played photographs, and then shortly after, maybe like a week later, I played What Remains of Edith Finch. Mm. And unbeknownst to me, because I kind of wanted to Edith Finch a little bit blind, sure. very similar, very similar approach, like micro stories within a bigger story being told. Um, and I don't, I mean, like conceptually, there's there's some some in, interesting tones that are both there when I think you have to like look inward and what they kind of like make the end user do. But uh, both of those games are a bit of a surprise to me on like how they compiled those. And it was really, really impactful. I think the way that they did it. Yeah, I I would agree. Uh, The, the five stories uh, are all very different about very different people Mm -hmm. here in photographs. And, uh, and I think there's, there's some interesting choice to them. You don't get a choice when the stories are happening. The stories just are kind of being told to you. And then your, right. your choice comes at the end of, of who you want to help. The, the idea is that you here you uh, experience these five stories. Uh, all of them are tragic in some way. Um, some, it, it seems like everyone makes mistakes. Uh, like yeah. they, they have a choice and they end up choosing what might be considered the easy choice or uh, the selfish choice in, in mm-hmm. some ways, and then regret the results. And you kind of hear these five stories, and and then it's up to you to say, okay, I, I choose you to go back that moment in time and and choose to change to change how that happened and, and see how it works right. out. Um, there's there's something that's kind of uh, at least for me, there's something like a. I get the same kind of feeling when I'm thinking about like charities. Of yeah, okay, I've got so much money to give to a charity, uh, and like, there are so many good ones here. Like, what do you what do you do if you give it to this one? Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to use the money in some way. Uh, it, it's something I struggle with whenever you get to something like an extra life. Uh, when we when we get yeah. to those, because I, I think. I think what extra life does and the charities that it gives to, and uh, it gives directly to hospitals like that work seems really important. And then you think, well, you know, maybe I should be giving it to 
uh, a rescue shelter for pets or something. But then you're like, well, sh- shouldn't sure. I be caring more about humans than about animals? And uh, it's it's tough. And that's that's the same kind of feeling I think that that Luca Redwood wants to give you in this game. Of I don't think there's necessarily a bad option. There's not a not, not a wrong choice. Um, and and I think you kind of weigh the the decision differently based on your own experiences or based on on the things that you see. Uh, I know that we chose different endings. We we chose different people to yeah. to save, and I think it'll it'll be fascinating once we get into this uh, to see what we chose and why we chose them, and and kind of compare notes. With sure. That. I think what's interesting, like just really quick to piggyback on what you were saying, sure. is it presents a few things like for me like when i was looking at all these situations like there's a there's a a level of like oh this is where it teeters over and you realize like where they screwed up or like did they really screw up and i think that's an interesting thing like they didn't do anything that maybe i wouldn't do and like then you have to internalize and say like am i a bad person and like do are they are they painting this person like well they made a mistake are they bad because things kind of go sideways pretty quick for these characters once that boiling point is reached. And I think what Luca does is really interesting on, yes, there are things that happen here, but like which one's worse than the other? Like they're all bad, right? And then he makes you decide, well, this one's worse than this one, but what, you and I chose differently. So like unpacking that, like I don't think either one of us are ultimately wrong, but I think that it's interesting on how they they choose you like how you have to choose like, well, this person did this, which is worse than this person. And you can be like, what the hell are you thinking? Like you're (laughs) wrong. You missed it. And I think it does an interesting thing, like not to like go down like a big rabbit hole here, but just kind of where we've been for the last few years as a community Mm -hmm. and like deciding like what's bad, what's good. And like how we all are like on the sidelines, kind of looking in on this thing, boiling over and just like, wow, like maybe they're not wrong. Maybe you're not right. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's it's a game about hindsight in that way of, you know, in in the moment when these things are happening, I think you feel sympathy for these characters and you go, yeah, I I could see myself making that choice. That's it's sure because totally because that is the one that is that, you know, makes sense at the time. And then you see how it goes horribly wrong and they regret it and they wish they could go back and and you wish they could go back and hey, you have a chance to, to send one of them back. So who do you who do you choose? Uh, let's let's get into these five stories, and and while we're talking about the stories, we can also talk about the games that are associated with them, because this is a game, yeah. and we we should talk about it on on its game merits as well. It's a game of games, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but I, it's going. I imagine it's going to be difficult for us because I think the story parts of the game are way more impactful and interesting to us than the game parts of it. Is that fair? Totally. Like the story is what kept me going because honestly, like I don't want to like shit on it, but like some of the puzzles just didn't really jive with me as far as like what I want out of like a puzzle experience. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. There are lots of these games that I wouldn't want to play as full games. Uh, but, but knowing that I'm only playing, playing it for this fifth of the game and that I'll be able to move on to a different game here in a in a bit uh i think that was able to pull me through when the games weren't that exciting um and, and again like these these are quick you're not you're not playing any one game for for very long so 
they don't need to be completely fleshed out. Maybe if there was more time for some of these and they turned into like a full game, there would be more to. Anyway, let, let's get into this. So the, the very first uh, story that you hear is about the alchemist. Uh, mm-hmm. And the alchemist, uh, Let you know what, let's, mm, I wonder if we should set up his story first or just talk about his game. I guess we should just set up the story. Because uh, so I think if you do the story first and you go into the game, they kind of coincide. Right. Like, like all, all the what games you're, what you're doing. tie into the stories in some way. Like it's not just here's a story, now play this completely separate right. game. Um uh, and, and maybe, yeah, we'll get a little bit It's more like solve context. solve a piece of the game, get more of the story, and then they, they start to go through there. Yeah, and sometimes they even coalesce where the story uh is enhanced by the game part or the game part actually builds some of the story in or, or makes you an active participant in some of the, the story. Uh, all right, so the alchemist. The alchemist is, uh, he lives a pretty peaceful life with his daughter, and he manages kind of a, a potion shop that's, that's pretty modest and, and seems like in a, in a pretty rural place. Uh, and his daughter one day ends up contracting a disease called the Red Death from a plant called Heartstop. Uh, and this plant will, uh, she'll show no symptoms for a long time, and then her skin turns red, uh, and the disease kind of slowly kills you and, and you die. Uh, it's, it's not a great way to go, as, as the game uh, describes to us. Uh, but the alchemist, being an alchemist, uh, works to develop a cure and uses it on his daughter. And it works for a while. And it, it ends up, uh, he even says, it healed the body, but it did not heal the mind. It took the mind. Um, yeah. So the, the daughter doesn't know who she is, doesn't know who the alchemist, her father, is anymore. Uh, and and she gets really scared and, and uh, mentally unstable, and she ends up killing herself with a, a pair of scissors. Uh, not not great. <laughs> not that caught me. I'm not gonna lie. Like that caught me off guard pretty hard. Yeah. Well, uh, this is the first one, so we, like we didn't yeah. know what this game was going for, and no. and yeah, it just it kind of is that gut punch of oh is is that what this is? Is that is that what's, yeah. what's happening here? Uh, and the totally. game associated and, with it is a a kind of like a I, I called it like a swiping maze puzzle. Mm-hmm. So you're you're doing your your phone swipes to to move these two characters, and it's a grid. And uh, when you swipe one way, the characters will both move to the left or to the right, depending on on how you swipe or up and down. Those are the the cardinal directions. Um, and it, it's all you're kind of like slotting them into holes in in the levels you're kind of corralling them yeah i mean you are literally in like a fenced in area yeah uh, it feels very much like you're hurting these people yeah it kind of does um and kind of like the way you see like a like a change machine where it has different sizes for different coins uh it has different sizes where you can see oh this is the small one where the daughter should go in and this is the large one where the the alchemist should go in so you're trying to slot them into these places uh, and and it has some puzzle elements where there are walls or there's um, there are like brambles that you can pass over once and then the brambles grow and then you can't pass over it anymore. Yep. Uh, there are one way gates that that make it a little more difficult to to navigate. And then as the story progresses and things like the the heart stop get get 
shown in the story, then those things will also show up as obstacles in the game. So now you can see multiple heart stop plants, and the alchemist wants to, or, or doesn't necessarily want to, but he can collect those. He can go over those spaces mm-hmm. uh, because he's harvesting the plants so he can work on his antidote. Uh, meanwhile, right. the at this point in the game, uh, the daughter is sick. She's got the red skin now. And if she crosses one of those plants, then she dies and you've lost the puzzle and you have to go back and, and do it over again. So they, they do add complexity as you play. And you play, uh, it, it varies the in, amount of these puzzles you play before you get more story bits. But it ranges from like one to three or four. Uh, and, and one of the cool things about that was the ability to go back, I thought. Yes. Yeah, it, it took me a little bit. It's not perfectly intuitive, uh, but there are little dots, little yellow dots you'll see at the top of the screen, and you can swipe those back and forth to to go back turns. Because uh, for the mm-hmm. longest time, like it starts out really easy, so it's not a problem. Yeah, uh, or, sure. Or even it's something that you can't lose. Like You, you can't mm-hmm. get stuck. You'll just, you know, you can keep figuring out and keep swiping around, and you'll get it. But eventually you'll get to points where you can't you know where you actually are stuck where you can't move any anymore and and you have to go back and and retry your strategy um i i can't say i was enamored with this game like it it made sense it it was fine but it wasn't super enjoyable i but i i was um i I was interested by the story and that's that's what kind of kept kept you absolutely um so yeah that one starts out Kind of a gut punch. Is that what this game's going to be? There, she's got, uh, she has a really um, uh, uncomfortable scream whenever she, either yeah. in the puzzle when she hits the heart stop, and then the, the same sound effect is used when uh, when she kills herself at the end. And it's uh, it's not it's not good. <laughs> it's it's quite unsettling. No. I, yeah, and like the the one thing too that I liked, uh, and this carryover, like the, the game puzzles are different in each of the five characters, but the photographs come in, and it's a series of Polaroids that's telling the story. So after each uh, puzzle, and then the story beat, it makes you navigate. And if you press and hold on the screen of your device, you get a magnifier, which is the lens of the camera, and it has this like a, a very a very subtle like entertainment, and you got to find an area in the house that might be entertainment. And you move the camera lens there, and then it does the photograph and goes to the next beat of the story. And there's some really cool shots you get from that. Like I was trying to to navigate some screenshots on my phone, and I ended up just recording my gameplay so I could get that um, and go back later and pause and get them because there were some really neat ways it framed uh, all those up. So did you? So you liked that section? Um, I liked the the explore uh, I, the art for me, mm. like because each time you got to do that. Like I would find myself navigating around the house and like looking at stuff just because the pixel art's com- just breathtaking. Yeah. It's done so well. Um, a lot of times with these sprites, like you're gonna get like sometimes real elongated bodies, or you get a little bit more like kind of uh, cherub. Is that the right word? Like like squint, yeah. squinty or squishy or looking ones. Chibi. And I really like chibi. That's it. Thank you. Um, I found this style to be somewhere between that and like. Sword and Sorcery? Yeah, it's not quite as elongated as Sword and Sorcery, but it, it yeah. doesn't feel like like square pixels uh, as much. Totally. Yeah, they, More rectangular, for sure. And I thought that was great. So I, I, I liked that aspect. Maybe not like 
how well you had to go through, but I enjoyed looking at stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm of a similar mind. I, I found it to be uh, to serve a purpose more than it was really enjoyable because they, they right. were telling you there's environmental storytelling going on in those mm-hmm. scenes, and you want to actually look at some of that stuff because uh, right. you'll glean more of the story out of that. So I guess on one hand, they need something there for you to actually uh, to interact with. So you actually look at the at the thing instead of just right. skipping along to the next puzzle part. But I, it, it turned into kind of a pixel hunt for me uh, where it's sure. just here's this really vague item description. And, and now I have yep. to go search around and sometimes they kind of make sense like entertainment. I think there's a TV in that, yeah. in that place. Or like a chessboard or something. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's a chessboard. Um, so that, that one is easy, but some other ones are like, I'm just, I'm tired of this. I, I don't, I don't care what it is. Keep moving on, please. I want to get, yeah, the for sure. Um, all right. So that was the alchemist. So kind of a, kind of a start that, that really sets the, sets the tone for how the rest of this game is going to go. Uh, right. And, and I would say it, it really only goes downhill from there from a, from like a, uh, <laughs> not, not downhill in quality. I think the quality is still fine. No. But, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, I think, uh, I think some of the other stories get somehow even, even darker. Uh, the next story is about the athlete and the athlete, uh, you know, she's a, she's a gifted young diver. She's applies herself. She, she has some really early su- success, um, and and though her scores keep improving, she's on some some sort of national team at this point. Uh, her scores keep improving, but they're not improving as quickly as as some of her peers. And it ends up that her scores, even though like she gets her best dive ever, which is like an eight point five, uh, it's not. It, it ends up dragging the team's average down, so they don't even qualify right. for whatever tournament thing they're they're going to go into or kind of their Olympic equivalent or whatever. Um, and, and so that, that brings her down. She feels bad. She feels like she's letting down her fans and, and the team and, and even her country in that way. Uh, then she realizes, totally. she, she learns, she sees in the locker room that her teammates are doping. And yeah. that's why their scores have gone up so quickly and, and so Which much Which is better. strange for diving. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, it? it doesn't... It's not an immediate thing. It's not uh, like yes, there there was a moment of like does does steroids like really help you dive better? But I I'm pretty sure yes. I think there's yeah. Something I mean, it's not like you're hitting a home run here, right? It, like I've even struggled. Like I'm a baseball fan, and and yes, while obviously the steroids help you to be super strong and and hit things, you still have to have pretty damn good hand eye coordination to even hit a baseball. And nothing. And steroids about, don't help with that, right? Exactly. Steroids aren't helping you to hit a baseball to make contact. They're just helping you that when you do make contact, you're hitting a lot far, further. And this, this is probably a really good time for me to mention. Uh, I have no idea about diving. I'm not very good at it as it stands. <laughs> and so like, if there is a lot more to it where doping does help out with it, like I apologize to any listeners that are divers or follow diving. Like I just don't really know much about uh, it. I think there is, is something to getting, having stronger muscles to be able to jump higher, to jump further out, to fair. Uh, be able totally to fair. torque your body in a way to make these yeah. spins or flips. Um, I, I, anyway, not, not necessarily the point here, but, but her teammates are doing right, right, right. And she feels this pressure of, should I start doing that as well? Because mm-hmm. if, if I, she's the weakest link, right? She's the weakest link. 
her scores aren't good enough for them to keep moving on. So it's either do I quit the team? Do I keep dragging them down and and letting them down, or or do I start doping myself? And she chooses to to take the steroids, uh, and she becomes awesome. She she gets yeah. a, a perfect ten on a dive. They they go to the the next level. They qualify. Uh, she becomes a celebrity now. Like there's a there's a image role of, model celebrity. There's an image of her uh, on the red carpet, and all the cameras are on her. And this little girl's talking to her, and you know she inspired this whole generation of little girls to to go dive. Uh, and you can see in the corner of that photo that her her teammate is is kind of like arms crossed and like oh well, she's not in the spotlight. Yep. Anymore. She because that they don't know that she's doping. Uh, I. F- it's not necessarily not said. At that point. I I thought it was implied right? that that she that they knew. Uh, I think eventually they find out. I don't think at this. I think it's this that kind of triggers the downfall. See, I I thought. I mean, so yes, they they do. Uh, what happens in the story is that they they catch her in the locker room. They take a photo of her while she's doping. They leak that out, and she becomes disgraced. Uh, she gets kicked off the team. She can no longer find a job, uh, and now she lives under a bridge because she's homeless and and uh, is hated. Uh, I guess my reading was that they all knew that they were doping, but now that she was getting the perfect scores and getting all the celebrity, and they knew that they sabotaged her to to into that might photos. have been the case. I can't remember exactly. It, it honestly doesn't really matter either way. Like they those yeah, girls, the outcome was the same. Those teammates were also doping, but there was some jealousy in there, whether they knew it sure. beforehand or or just learned about it. There was some jealousy. They took those photos and then they exposed her, and of course they didn't get exposed themselves. Um, so that that's the second story. the The game. I think this is my favorite game of the whole thing. My favorite game and my favorite uh, art of the entire yeah. game. Like, all of it. Like, this whole sequence, the way it looked, the pool sequence, the diving boards, the crowd, the vendors. Like, it was gorgeous. The soundtrack or the score at this point was great. Like, this was my favorite uh, my favorite aspect. Maybe, maybe not my favorite story, mm-hmm. but easily my favorite game and look. Right. Uh, story-wise, I thought this is maybe the weakest, and, and maybe it's mm-hmm. because... Being a, a former athlete or a former at least high school athlete, uh, like there, I just have no tolerance for that shit. Like that's yeah. like you you decided to fucking cheat. Fuck you. I, I don't care how yep. how remorseful you are. You had a choice, and it it was a like you might say it's for your country or for your fans or for the team, but that is a selfish choice, and I don't I don't want to hear it. And I, I think that like the overall outcome was a little far reaching for like doping for diving. Mm. Was that really going to result in like you being banned from ever working or having a job? Like, I don't know. Like for me, like there's elements to it that I'm just like, not so possibly sure. in another country. That's not the U S that actually gives a shit about diving. <laughs> maybe, yes. Maybe. Right. Right. <laughs> like, uh, yes, in 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 America, we probably care more about uh, I don't know s- swimming, like with Michael Phelps going on that right. kind of stuff, or uh, or I don't know. We we care about different sports here, but maybe maybe this is a country and all they have is diving. So totally fair. Knows? Yes, uh, we'll we'll give them that one on the story. But be- best best game played best. Luck. Absolutely best game. So the game is kind of like this artillery game. 
where yep. where you uh, are moving a character. I don't even really know how to describe it. You're moving like a a thing on a track where yeah. uh, it's like a an arc that the track can go on, and you're moving this character or this cannon or something. I, I mean, it's supposed to be you where you, like you jump off the board. It I visually suppose. looks. Do you remember those games that had like the two bubble things that you'd blow the rings up and they would land on the post? Like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. It visually looks like one of those, and then you have this trajectory path that you can like aim what's eventually going to be known as like the dive, I suppose, mm-hmm. into a, pu- a puddle of water, and then yeah, it's kind you of launch it's that. Kind of got like a like track wise, it's like a bubble hockey maybe or like yeah. a foosball yep. almost where it's like hey yep. you're just kind of moving these things into the right uh configuration and and yeah like you mentioned there are these obstacles so it, it does pinball around and you're basically just trying to get them into the pool and and so the the complicated dives the the spinning the torquing the flipping those kind of show up in this pinball kind of thing so yeah like, but- oh hey yeah it's it's pinballing around and then it goes in and i really like the nice touch of of the the score being shown whenever mm-hmm. you do a dive, and you can see that the more complicated things that are happening, the score is going up. Uh, and then the the game even evolves uh, in some interesting ways. Where once she starts doping, you see these kind of green areas, <clears throat> green areas where the the uh, the ball, the the whatever thing that you're kind of shooting, the the person who's diving, uh, they. The physics, it, it completely fucks up the physics oh, in an yeah. unnatural way. Uh, yeah, that, it's so good. It's so smart. It's a it's a good connection between the the doping and yeah. how it messes with the mechanics of the game. Um, so they there's no like things. like we mentioned like m- most story elements were much better than the games itself. This is a opposite for sure. Yeah, uh, and I also really like the way they just kept saying level up. Uh, so mm-hmm. I guess she gets better. It says level up for these characters, and you even dive for all three divers at different points. Yeah. Uh, so you can see, like, oh, they're making some progress, and then at other times you can see level up, level up, level up, level up. And like, oh, because because you're because you're doping and you're getting stronger. Faster. Oh yeah. Like that, I I really like the storytelling stuff that they use. Yeah, within the it's games. great. And I and yeah, I just really love this game because it it wasn't something that like none of these games are really time limited at all, but. Uh, but this is one that I felt like I was setting up everything beforehand instead of doing something and then trying to go back and figure it out. It, it was I was actually I don't know I felt more engaged. With There's a lot one. more trial and error to this one than the other ones. True, true. Yeah, I I, I just enjoyed I, I really enjoyed all the physics of this of of this. Yeah, game. it was great. It was great. Um, all right, moving on. We're moving on to the third one. This is the Jailer. Um. The Jailer is, is part of this kind of unnamed indigenous tribe, and they're yep. they're living off the land. It it really gave me kind of a, a pilgrims uh, mm-hmm. idea here because it very much kind of retells the whole Thanksgiving thing and pilgrim times of yep. You know these these settlers come into the the land that these indigenous people were were on, and uh, the indigenous people are nice enough to say, hey, here's how we live off the land. We're going to teach you. We're going to help you out. Uh, those settlers then uh, learn how to farm. They uh, and they start kind of destroying the land to to oh, like, yeah. take things into overdrive, and it, it destroys the land around. But they don't share with the indigenous people, 
And, Correct. And that leads to them starting to starve while the settlers are, are getting fat on their, on their food. Um, so a group of, of the tribe goes to steal food because at this point they're desperate, they're starving. And they, yeah, they can't grow any longer. Exactly. They can't grow. They've they been can't, they can't gather from, from the things that they thought yep. they could gather because they've all been uh, taken or, or dried up. Uh, and they get caught uh, when they go to try to mm-hmm. steal food. And they uh, are enslaved, and now they're forced to work the fields. Yep. Um, so the character you are kind of embodying, the, the character, the, the main protagonist of this story, uh, he and his wife... They they don't partake in the violence. They're they're nonviolent. They weren't they weren't up for the the stealing mission. They but the, now they saw the aftermath. They know that they're still hungry. Other people are still hungry. The you know it, they they brought it got him to his breaking point, and now he decides that right. he needs to go in and rescue those people that that were uh, captured. Totally, because uh, you're not like a chief, but you're like a leader. Yeah, like you're like you're definitely some kind of leader or at least well respected within the tribe. Uh, any, yep. Anyway, so when when your character, the the jailer, ends up leaving uh, to go on this mission, he and his wife also get caught. Uh, but instead mm-hmm. of also being enslaved, the settlers say, "Well, why don't you be the jailer? Uh, why don't you be in charge of?" our slaves who are also your right. tribesmen uh, will give you this job will feed you well and you and your wife well and his thought process is you know if i take this job i can still be an advocate for the the people who are captured uh, i can i can make it so it's easier on them uh, it, I'll, I'll certainly be nicer to them than the settlers are and so, you know, he means well when he accepts the job, but because he's in this position of power, he's resented by by his tribesmen, and also uh, conditions don't really get better. They, in fact, they they get worse as food continues to be uh, in short yes. supply. Um, the game you're playing at this point is kind of like a a jigsaw puzzle, or, or kind of like tangrams almost, where you have these different sizes of shapes, and you're trying to fit them in a configuration that uh, that then ends up being the fields uh, of the of the farms. Yeah, I remember like you, little plastic square grid puzzles that would have like one spot empty and you'd slide them around yeah. and like try and make sense of it. That's the vibe I got from like the layout of these. It wasn't necessarily like, all the pieces on the board, but you could lay them out and start to make sense of it pretty quickly. Yeah, it's not quite a slider puzzle, which I, I fucking hate slider puzzles. But um, yep. but it is, hey, you have these pieces, you have to arrange them in, in some fashion to make them fit correctly. Uh, I, yep. I didn't mind this one the, the game-wise. It was just kind of... It was fine. Yeah. It, it, was, it, was, better, kind of, it was better than the first one. Yes. It paled in comparison to the second one. Totally. Absolutely. I, I'm in agreement with you there. Um, story-wise, they, uh, it's not going well. People are still starving. And one of the, the captured, one of the enslaved... Uh, tries to steal food while she's working, and mm-hmm. he he the jailer ends up looking the other way, thinking you know she she must really need that food. I'm gonna this is my this is my way of being nicer on them. Um, but she's seen by a settler, uh, and then they give him this loyalty test. They give him a gun and they say, okay, 
we need to know if you're on our side or their side, and we need you to to punish her. We need you to shoot her to to prove that loyalty. And that's where he breaks. He kills one of the settlers instead, and the uh, the settlers kill him, and then they kill his wife. And that's how it ends. Yeah. Three for three on uplifting stories here from photographs. Yeah, it was pretty brutal how they did it, too. Um, Because I I think there's like a couple flashes with the the gun burst. And then it's just like, oh, oh, whoa, whoa, shit. Okay. Like first flash, he kills a settler. Second flash, uh, he gets shot from like a watchtower. Then like a third flash and they're at his his, uh, homestead. And fourth flash, now they're inside. Uh, his wife's in in bed, and she yeah. like looks up and is like, "Whoa, what's going on? You guys have guns!" And then fifth flash, and she's dead. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it's Everybody's brutal, dead. and it is pixel art, but it's still pretty brutal, especially when the those red pixels yeah. are just kind of on the wall, and you know what those represent. Yeah, it's it was bad. It was really it's bad a, for sure. It's a tough one for sure. Um. Moving on, we have the journalist next. The the journalist, the story is, uh, it actually starts pretty far back. It starts with uh, this guy's grandfather who starts this local paper. Uh, he invests in these really feel-good stories. Uh, then yeah. the grandfather has a son, and the father ends up also working at the paper, and they take it from this rinky-dink local thing into, into something a little bit bigger, still staying with the same uh, content. Then our protagonist, the journalist, shows up, and now he's also part of the family business. And once his grandfather and father die, now it's all it's all on him to keep the paper up, uh, and things are still going well. And then they're not. Uh, the yep. their readership uh, plateaus and then starts to go down. the The world's changing at this point. People are the world is more divisive than ever. Uh, this is kind of mirroring our current current climate that we're we're dealing in yep uh and and these feel-good stories just don't sell anymore and you see that these other i love the fake paper names the the uplift Mm -hmm. is the the name of the paper at the beginning uh and then there's all the rage which is a really good double entendre of uh like all the rage is this is like the trendy thing and all the rage and that this is get yeah it's super smart so so good with some of these paper names that are in there um but but yeah, it's like it's this is kind of the Fox News stuff. This is the what gets people angry is what gets sold these days. Yep. Uh, and and the uplift is going through these hard times. He has to let go of two of his uh, employees. Uh, there's a guy named Jones who had been at the paper since his grandfather worked at it, and he's he's been at the paper longer than than the protagonist has, longer than the journalist has. But um, he ends up you know has has to keep cutting back and he has to let go of jones and jones understands like hey i know we're going through these financial difficulties and and you know that's that's just kind of what happens and 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 that sucks but he gets laid off um and at some point it's still not enough yep and he realizes that the only way he can keep the paper afloat is to is to join his his competition and start going negative and that's what he does. The uplift turns into the daily hate, I believe, is the yep. name of the paper. Uh, and it, it not as good as all the rage. Not not quite as good as all the rage, uh, but it's fine. I, I like the I like the the new sign on the on their building. Oh yeah, yep. um, and and things go great. Like now they're they're making more money than ever. They're kind of turning into this media empire. They 
they're huge. Everything's great. Uh, and one of their editorials talks about, hey, if if you got fired, it was your fault. You you should feel bad about right. b- about getting fired. And and Jones is retired. He's in his home, and he reads that, and it it puts him over the edge. And he goes into the the building of the formerly the Uplift and now the Daily Hate, trapped with a bomb, and he blows up the entire place and the journalist. Yep. So, whew, another another just great great story with a happy ending. <laughs> oh, boy. it's like a warm hug. Yeah. Um. This this might have been for me the most obs- uh, obscure is probably the wrong word, but. The the puzzle was odd to me. I think throughout the puzzle was yeah, odd to me. Uh, for sure, it, it felt really strange. It's it's kind of this line drawing puzzle that's yep. uh, where you have to deal with different obstacles that that show up in your way. You start by uh, I guess I guess it's supposed to like represent ink maybe for the paper. Yes. Okay. For sure. That, that kind of makes sense to me, except it's green, which. I guess it's just trying to show that they're good, that the stories are good, and that's right. why they're green. Uh, so you're just trying to connect these kind of blots to each other, and you're you're hitting these red blots and making the red blots into green blots. So I, th- I guess that's supposed to represent like taking the negative and turning it positive, right? Uh, and then eventually you you have to deal with things that are getting in your way when they're showing the financial issues. If now there's an eraser that. If it starts to erase your line, now you have to go all the way back and start it again. So you have to take the right path yep. to get to these things, uh, and they become more complex. So it's harder to get the good stories out. And this was hard because you had to like leave, like if, as you're like plotting your your path, like you have to leave your finger pressing down, mm-hmm. and it kind of obstructs some things at time. Like I found it a little uh, difficult to navigate at times, or like to maneuver. Like uh, like it was just I'm gesturing very yeah. <laughs> vividly right now, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I had I had a hard time with this one. I, I didn't enjoy that as much. Uh, I did as well. I was I enjoyed the where the story was going. I, I thought it was the story was pretty well told on this one, and and yeah, it kind of felt like this was getting in the way. And I don't think the storytelling was as strong in the puzzle uh, as it right. was for for some of the previous ones. They they do. I did like the way that once you once he starts to go negative, now you go from green and now you're the red and you're infecting the green and and how it starts out really easy. It's like that that kind of made sense. Like it should be easy. It's easy to go negative and it's easy to just to uh, go in with the crowd of of what's trendy and and what's uh, what's popular these days. Uh, but then it it's it kind of rang hollow because hey this is still a puzzle game and it's supposed to get harder as it goes so it does get harder even though it should be the easiest it is for the paper so so some of that storytelling right. stuff didn't quite work for me um, and and I thought some of those some of those puzzles took me a while to to figure out yeah that this this is the one that tripped me up the most uh, I wouldn't go that far because the next one is the one that tripped me up the absolute most. But uh, but yeah, this one at at this point in the game, it's like oh man, this is this is harder than I want. I, I just want to get through. I want to get yeah. to the story part. Uh, and then we get to the last story. This is the preventer, and mm-hmm. uh, the preventer. She's a young woman who becomes a preventer, and a preventer is kind of this kind of uh, medieval minority report <laughs> kind of kind of yeah. thing. 
they these people see through some kind of crystal ball that uh, they can see accidents that happen in the future, and they're able to use this portal to go and prevent those accidents. Uh, and and uh, she not a lot of people get to do it. You have to go go to school for it, and it starts right. when she's a young girl, and there are all these students and. By the time that she graduates, only two people graduate, and the other person uh, is is another woman that she falls in love with. So now they kind of live, I guess, in the school, or live in the yeah, same building that they weird. got taught in. That was a little odd, but I guess that's just kind of like for art assets' sake. Um, but they they live in this place with the the crystal ball, and they are both preventers, and and they go about their day that way. Uh, they end up having a child, having a, are about to have a son that they, they know. And even though it's forbidden, uh, this, this girl, the, the preventer, uh, looks into her child's future and sees that when he gets to be around age five, uh, he's hit by a drunk driver, I think. He gets hit by a car yeah. and is killed. Uh, and obviously that wrecks her. And yeah. She she knows yeah we have five years with this with this kid but then but then we know what happens uh, she ends up not telling her partner and because she doesn't want to to put that burden on her totally uh, so she just kind of bottles it up because uh, what what can you do that's the crystal isn't able to send her to that event the crystal chooses the the events that get prevented uh, so it's not really right. up to her to to go and fix that uh, but on a later preventing mission whatever they call them uh she has to go to a burning building and the the door has been locked from the outside and she's got to unlock that so the people can get out of the burning building and while when she's making a sweep through the building to make sure everyone's getting out she sees that there's one guy who's still there and that guy just so happens to be the man who ends up being the drunk driver who kills her son so in her mind she does what any mother would do and she Locks that door right back up, and that man dies. Which, yep. in the preventer world, that leads to an investigation with other preventers that, that come in and try to figure out what the hell happened. Uh, at this point, she spills the beans to her to her spouse. Says, hey, this is, this is what happened, and this is why I did it. And the spouse understands, and she covers for her. And mm-hmm. later, a security camera is found in the wreckage, and it shows that she let this guy die. It also, which also shows that the spouse lied about it, and they're both sent to separate prisons. And their son, who is is still an infant at this point, because the son is so young, uh, they take away the son and uh, give him to another family, I guess, presumably. Yeah. Oh boy, dark, dark stuff. This. Yeah, it's super dark. The, and the game here, uh, this game is the most fascinating. But by this point, like this is not a long game. Uh, the the whole no. the whole photographs game is is not really that long. It each game takes thirty minutes. Thir- yeah, I would say thirty minutes to, to thirty to forty five minutes for sure. Um, at this point, I was kind of blazing through, and I was enjoying yeah. the stories, and I wanted. It's not that I wanted the game to be over, but I wanted to get to the end of this game. I wanted to. Yeah, you want, want to know how how it went exactly. I wanted to see what was happening. Yeah, there. Um, and so while this game I think has the most potential to be a full game, and I think it's the most fascinating and the most mechanically dense, 
Yeah. I, I definitely got to a point of, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. Just keep, just please let me move on. How, like, what do I have to do? Yeah, it got, it was arduous and it was, it was like that fatigue set in for sure. Um, I wish that this would have been maybe around where the journalist was at potentially mm. like that, you know, like that, I don't know, maybe sooner, yeah. maybe where the, the jailer was at too. The Isaiah momentum to, to explain, to, say? to explain to the audience, this is kind of like a match three puzzle game. Yep. But it, it also deals in environmental puzzles as well. So you, yeah. as the preventer, because you're kind of a wizard, I guess, uh, yeah. you're able to place these different elements on the board. And there are already elements preloaded on the board. So it's kind of like a, a just a grid, a Tetris grid kind of thing where you're supposed to eliminate lines so things can fall. You want these people to fall into the place where they get rescued because that's how you prevent things i suppose um so like there will be uh two little fireballs in in the grid and you need to add an extra fireball to match three eliminate those and then the person drops uh but it it gets complicated where you realize that these these objects that you drop will also interact with other objects on the field so your water droplet and your leaf drop uh, your uh, leaf that is on the screen if the water droplet is is next to the leaf then it combines with the leaf and it grows even more so your water droplet actually turns into another leaf yep so that's how things can happen there's ice and if you put the fire next to the ice the ice melts into water if you put fire next to the water it turns into steam and a and a cloud a little steam cloud there right. Uh, so you're not only doing a match three, you're having to adjust your the items that you have available to you to, to put down, which change with each game. You have to use those to change the elements on the board and get those things to come off. And then it gets even more complicated because they add portals in there where now you can drop things right. into the portal and it comes down a different spot. It's... it's there's a lot there mechanically there's a lot yeah and and i just as interesting as it was and i think if it was a full game and hey here's the here's the game uh i i'd probably react a little better to it but at this point like hey man this is the fifth game i want to get done i want to see what's happening there was there was part of me and and it was also i think had the hardest puzzles where i i was spending a while racking my brain. Uh, I think this was even one where I had to turn it off because I, like, I, I just don't know. I'm getting frustrated. Yeah, I, I, I had to come back to it for sure. Yeah. Which, which is kind of a bummer because this, this thing should be is built like we talked about being this relatively quick experience. Uh, right. And, and now it's not a quick experience because I'm getting frustrated. Uh, but it is. I, I do. I do think it had a lot of potential, and I thought what they were going for was was pretty cool with this one. So. I'll, I'll give you yeah. So one of the things we didn't mention when we were going through the stories uh, was that at, between each story, you actually go into this kind of pedestal room. There are these five pedestals where each one of your characters appears and they're standing in yeah. front of this, uh, this kind of small staircase that leads into uh, a, a big mirror. So once you get all five in there, uh, then they do kind of this, this kind of hokey thing. Uh, obviously, everybody's played Tearaway on the PlayStation Vita. Obviously, because <laughs> everyone owned a Vita. 
that's the example that I remember this happening where Tearaway, Tearaway has you, uh, like, uses the front-facing camera to make you the, the, uh, the face of the sun. And, and that's what they do here. It's like, the mirror has your face in it. You're the wizard or whatever the fuck. You are it. Yes. You are Oz. Yes, exactly. The great and powerful. Um, but, th- but that's you know, just what they do to, to show you that you now have the decision. And they go right. through this pretty arduous process of uh, doing this, <laughs> basically a tier list where <laughs> they'll just pit two people against each other. Now it's like, hey, here's the alchemist and here's the journalist. Who do you feel more sympathy for? And there's this little slider, and you can start moving the slider one way, and then the other person will right. be like, "Hey, I just—I mean, if you pick me, I tried really hard. I tried. Please pick me so I can go back and fix my mistake." And and every single time is like, "No, dude, I know who I'm picking. I'm not picking you. Just get out of here." Um, but it's so you go through this arduous chat task, and then it's like, "Okay, well now, how about these two characters?" I. Okay, yeah, let's do it. So you have to hear the whole spiel from everybody. Uh, and then you I know you did something bad and you're making me make you good. Like please don't. Exactly. Like yes, yes, it's supposed to make you feel like some extra guilt, but at this point I made up my mind. I I knew who yeah. I was picking and these weak ass arguments at the end like they were they I aren't even them. arguments. It's just no, like when I knew what I was going with. Like, no, I I know. Like you're not. It's like that anything. Adam Sandler, Chris Farley. Please let me water your plants. Yes, exactly. Please let me sleep in your bed. <laughs> please, uh, please. <laughs> so, Bobby, we we now come to the moment of truth. Who who yeah. do we pick? Uh, why don't you? Go I pick first? the. I pick the protector. The the preventer. Preventer. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh my gosh. That's well, right. they protected in a way. They, they um, protected somebody. <laughs> Uh, look, there, all these things that happen in this game are shitty. Yes. And so, like, again, like, what we full circle here, I'm not having to decide, like, what's less shitty. And for me, I guess I was more sympathetic to the situation that, like, as I don't have any kids, um, I'm, a, I'm an uncle a couple times now, uh, I have pets, and I, for me, it's a situation, and my friends, like, just in general, like, family, all that, like, there's very little I wouldn't do to protect and prevent bad things happening to people I loved and things I loved. And so, like, I guess I was more empathetic to that situation of, like, if I knew that somebody I cared about or something I cared about would be hurt by another person, I had the opportunity to stop that, you know, why wouldn't I? Sure, uh, I get that. Uh, but that's, that's not, that's not what you were changing, though. I... She even explicitly says uh, she she would do the exact same thing again. The only difference yeah. is that she would tell her partner at the beginning. She would fess up at the beginning. Hey, I did this. It's not on her. She and right. and my son can still live together. And and this was all on me. So just punish me instead of all of them getting punished. But, right. but she's still going to kill that man. And I think that's what led to me going, Right. you know that this goes bad. You know this doesn't work out. And, and, you, and yet you're still not, like, she's not really that remorseful. And, and there was something well, about that. I, mean, that I, I don't blame I her. I get it. Oh, totally. Absolutely, I get it. But there was something to me of, you know, you, you still ended up making a choice. And that choice was the wrong one. 
and yes, you feel remorseful about it, and I understand you completely, but you chose you chose that for yourself. And, right. and the one that I ended up going with was the alchemist because that was the only one where I didn't see him do anything wrong. He didn't make, he didn't actually make a bad choice. His choice is, right. is not even that ignorant because one of the things we left out in the alchemist story is that he, he doesn't even just make the cure and immediately gives it to the child. He makes the cure and tests it on their cat and the cat, right. the cat is fine. So only then right. he decides to give it to the child. And then right. once he's given it to the child, now he sees that the cat has some side effects. The cat starts to lose its mind. And that's exactly what ends up happening to the girl. Uh, right. So so there's some slight ignorance that you didn't fully know the, the ramifications of what you're giving your child. But, Good intentions. But yeah, Best it, laid plans. It was always, he was always working for what was right. And I never, I could, yeah. I didn't see anything there. It, it wasn't, it wasn't that he saw that the cat uh, started to lose his mind and still said, well, it might work for the child, so I'm going to give it to it anyway. I think I would have right. uh, a different reaction if that happened. Or, or if the, if you kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah, but like that was the only one. It's like, I can feel genuine sympathy for you because you, uh, you tried. Like, you tried. You tried to do the right thing. So that, that one, right. is like I felt like he needed, to, he needed to have some redemption there. Uh, but I could totally see the argument for the other ones, uh, other than the athlete. I think we mentioned that yeah. previously. Like, yeah. I just, yeah. I just don't have sympathy. I get it. I, I right. understand it, but I don't have sympathy for it. Uh, right. You know, the the jailer. Uh, my my worry was if he can go back and change it, what's he going to change? He's going to to fight the settlers at the beginning, and he'll just die. And, and right. that's not going to. What's he gonna do? Go back and and kill? Like I, I didn't see a way that that got better. Um, no. The journalist, uh, what he said he would change is that he would just close the paper, and and fair and yeah, totally. Like if, do if it. you can't do it the right way, he's just gonna end it. And yeah, that, Don't that's probably corners. what you needed to do. Yeah. And honestly, that's the one that probably has the biggest impact in yeah on on like society at large. So. Yeah, there's something to to maybe choosing that one, but that was also uh, you can you can say you did it to save the business, but the business at that point was really just you. So it was a really selfish choice to do that. Totally, and I you fucked over a lot of people for no exactly. reason. Exactly, and I just couldn't. Except for your own self, better. I, I couldn't get behind that one either. Um, yep. So I, I think Luca did a pretty good job of making almost mm-hmm. any of the five feel like they were good choices. I, but do you know what his Twitter handle is? It's yeah. Luca Redwood chose the athlete. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, you chose poorly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. If anything, I wish the alchemist didn't feel so cut and dry because I, I wish that I, I didn't feel like I had this justified answer because then I, I think it'd be more interesting if I didn't feel completely. He had justified. good moral fiber. Yeah. It's like that one just felt like the easy one. And yeah. uh, and here comes my real, my probably my biggest issue with the game, and it's I'm sure it is an absolutely conscious design decision, and I respect it. It just bugs the hell out of me. Uh, they don't let you go back to to that decision. They don't let you go and see the other four endings. Uh, yep. Instead, you have to play the entire game over again, which I'm I'm not gonna do. The the puzzles were fine, but they're not. 
Right. They're not random. They're, it's the same puzzles every time. So I, right. I don't, I, there's no replay value there for me in that. And, and part of me is like, okay, well, I just want to wait until the YouTube video comes out that has all five of the endings. Um, that video is not out there. This, this game came out April 3rd of, of this year, 2019. And no, nobody, nobody's made that video yet. Luca, help us, man. <laughs> I know you're listening. But I think that's his intention. It's like, this is a live with yeah. your choice. Uh, you yep. don't get to see the that's other fair. ones because you don't deserve that. You, you made your choice and now you have to live with it. Um, right. Let, let's talk a little bit about the endings that we have. So, so my ending with yeah. the alchemist, uh, he, instead of uh, holding himself away in his, in his lab working on this cure for his daughter, uh, he just ends up spending, his, spending time with the daughter. And and mm. doing all of her favorite things and having some bonding, knowing that these are her last days, and he he makes them as comfortable and as fun as possible for her, and it's a really nice moment. And then he has to she she ends up dying, and he buries her, and he feels sad for a while, uh, but then he goes back to his lab, and he thinks on it more, and he actually comes up with the correct cure this time. He he figures oh, it cool. out. And even though he's an, an old man at this point, uh, what, what happens is they, they end up showing his grave right next to hers, and there's a little table with this potion on it. And then you see other people come with kids that have the, the red death disease, and he drinks out of the potion, and he is completely cured, and then they move on. And now you see this line forming. So you can see actually it did impact a lot of people going forward that a, a real cure was found for this disease. And while he couldn't save his own child, he's able to save generations, generations of children in the future. And that's great. And it was awesome. Yeah. It, it was this really that's nice really good. thing. And I felt that's I, better than mine. I ending. felt very justified in that. Ooh, I'm, yeah, I'm fascinated. Like, so, so mine, Mine ended great. Like that's exactly what I wanted from that, and and it ended up making me feel awesome. So yes, please tell me how the preventer went. Did she still end up killing that man? Uh, yeah. And then what happened? Uh, so she goes to jail, but her partner mm-hmm. was aware and doesn't go, and her partner gets to raise their son, and it shows her in jail, and it shows her. Uh, aging in jail and it shows like she's getting photographs and, of the child and the son gets to live past age five because the guy's still dead right correct okay and so uh you do time and like you're seeing these letters come in and photographs and finally your time is up you've done your sentence you get to leave and when you leave uh you put on your wizard gear again and you head on out and you go to a pizzeria where you're gonna see your 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 significant other and your child uh-huh. and your st- they've moved on. There's a new partner. Oh wow! And you walk in and you see them all at this table and they're all very happy. And in this moment, you're just like literally looking through the glass and at like what could have been. And you decide not to interrupt that and leave it be. And you you leave head down after doing a sentence to not have anything to do with it. Wow. Ultimately. And so to your point, yes, you do that, that crime, but, but then you, you ultimately but then you give, do that time. You do the time. And your kid gets to live and dine. So 
Right. Yeah, okay, so there, there is... I mean, it is a better ending than the one that, that you started with. Totally. Uh, but yeah, it's still... There's still some pretty bittersweet stuff there. It's not nearly as, like... War, it's not a feel good. It's not that John Hughes yeah. like music pause. You know, everybody wants to rule the world comes on and you find out like who's doing what. Like, <laughs> it's it's just like yo, ooh, okay, Damn. you're gonna go meet that girl underneath the bridge by the river and nice. just be homeless with her. Oh boy, well that's that's interesting. That's that's pretty fascinating. I yeah. I wish I could tell the the folks at home who are listening uh, how the other ones end, but I don't know. There are two. I I was able they to should. find two. Um, they should write in. They, they should. Please play photographs and then tell me what the fuck happened. Uh, make make the wrong choice. Pick pick the athlete or the journalist or the jailer Ugh. and tell us Ugh. what the fuck happened. Um, yeah. I mean, if you want to see my ending, you can because of the two walkthroughs that I found on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> both of them picked the alchemist because it's like the better choice, I guess. Like it's, sure. it's probably just the smart choice, so that's why obvious why you'd pick that. Um, but I, I really would like to see the rest of these endings. Uh, I just don't. I just don't know if I have it in me to play those games again. Mm. Which is, I mean, go ahead. I, can, you can't go and do like a, a select, right? right? You can't pick like a chapter. Yeah, it's all or nothing. Yeah. I mean, if you do one, I might do one. That way, we can just come back and have like a quick like, where are they now? Sure. I gamers on the go. I wonder because uh, because. What happens at, after you finish, you get back to the, that room with the mirror, and you can yeah. click on any of the five people again and go back through their story. I don't even think yeah. it, it doesn't start the way it does. It doesn't start the way the game no. actually starts. So I don't even know if you did that, if it would actually change anything. Give I you, think you have to completely yeah. like delete the app and, and reinstall yeah. it if you, if you wanted to make it happen. Damn you, Luca. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> Uh, honestly, it's it's pretty similar to how I feel about uh, the other Luca Redwood games that I've played. Um, I love You Must Build a Boat. I love Ten Million, but those games are uh, like games I play really quickly, play all the way through, and then I get to the ending and I don't like. There's no reason to really go back. I tried to go back and play Ten Million a while ago, and well, like uh, I just. I just know what this is and I don't feel like I need to do that again. And, and that's, I, I, I loved playing those games when I was playing them. And I even told myself, I'll absolutely play the next Luca Redwood game. And I'm fine with these, this style of game happening like every two to three years and me just downloading it and instantly consuming it and feeling good about it and then dropping it again. Um, and, and honestly, that's, that's the exact same way I feel about photograph. It just got, got to me in a different way because it's not that match three endless runner game that he's done for his last two outings. There's some permanency, like you have to like make a decision that's not easy. So yeah, it's, I can get that. Now, what is super fascinating to me, if I know you've heard us talking about this game for about an hour now, but if you want to hear it's straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, Luca Redwood has been on Twitter lately, and it sounds like he's interested in doing kind of like a developer commentary for the game. And he's he's shown a couple snippets on his it looks Twitter, really cool. And they're all of the Alchemist 
yeah, they're all of the alchemists at the at the very beginning of the story. Uh, but his snippets show kind of his design process and also where he was thinking about how how he integrated the story into the puzzles. So there's uh, one of the things I didn't even consider, didn't even think about until I saw him talking about it on Twitter is that when you're doing those swiping maze puzzles with the, the alchemist and the daughter, up to a certain point, you always have to save the daughter first. Uh, you, right. you have to, just, just by way of the mechanics of the game, uh, she, because of the placement of the holes that they slot into, they have to slot in first with the daughter, and the alchemist can, can make it happen the rest of the way. So the idea is that he has to help the daughter uh, to, to get to those things, which helps kind of build some storytelling. Sure. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, uh, and then at a certain point, uh, where the game changes, we didn't really talk about this, but when she gets the the uh, her mind goes away. Now, anytime he goes one way, she actually moves the opposite way, which makes the puzzle way harder to to do. Uh, but there are also times now where he has to protect himself. You actually start by uh, helping the alchemist, and then she's on her own and she's yeah lost, but she she still makes it to the to the spot. So it's uh it's interesting how how some of that stuff is is maybe that's something I got subconsciously, but it's not something that is talked about in the game. So I, I yeah, it was wasn't as apparent right at the time, but but it's cool to hear about it now and to see the design philosophy stuff. So there's plenty of things that I'm sure Bobby and I didn't catch when we played like that that you'll get to hear from Luca Redwood. Uh, I'll I'll make sure to link to those tweets down in the uh, the description of this for sure. Um, and and I would just in, tell people to uh, to keep an eye on that stuff and and see what he does because even though I'm probably not going to replay the game, I would absolutely watch some kind of developer commentary over some gameplay and and see see some of that stuff and especially if he talks about the other endings because I want to know what those are. Yeah, I'd be really. I, I'm I'm going to watch them. Like, I think that would be a really cool thing for sure. For sure. All right, I think that's pretty much going to do it for our show, Bobby. I want to thank you nice. for for coming on. I want to thank you for suggesting photographs to me. I yeah, man. Again, I, this like this should have been a game that I knew about because I like this guy's games. I don't know why it wasn't apparent to me, but uh, I, I was. I'm happy you guys took my advice. It doesn't happen too often. <laughs> Where I have some good good advice to give, oh, and I'm happy to be that. the one. That, like, this was a ton of fun, though. I, I appreciate coming on and talking about this game and kind of unpacking it because I've been thinking about it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Same here, uh, and it's something I think I'm going to keep thinking about because it it just has a real interesting uh, narrative to it. Uh, so totally. I, I do you remember how much it costs? Is it two nine Two nine, yeah, two. It's either three or four dollars. Okay. It it's not much. It's more than ninety nine cents for sure. But it, it's still not much. I think it's totally worth it for people to try. Like we said, it's yeah. not a, a super long game, but there is no uh, there is some depth to it for sure, especially with the five a lot going on games. There. Uh, yeah, I, I think you should give it a try. We we talked about it at the top of the show. iOS, Android, uh, PC on Steam, on Mac. Uh, on itch yeah it's on lots of different places so you can you can play that game in plenty of places um bobby do you have anything going on or anywhere that the internet can find you anything you're uh working on these days yeah i'm doing uh, a series of 
like one minute reviews and then longer form, like 30 minute quick looks. Uh, I got a YouTube channel. Uh, I do a lot of stuff on Instagram as a nice spot for video. Uh, right now, the easiest way uh, to find any of that stuff is just my website, lumberjacksmack.com, which is also my gamer tag. So any of those uh, platforms, lumberjacksmack, you can play with me. And if you want to see some stuff about videos, uh, you can find me on lumberjacksmack.com and also on nerdybits.com uh, is where I do a podcast. And then the casual hour with you. That's true. Yeah, you and I have done that. Uh, we, we have that other podcast that we do with our friend Johnny Amazich. Uh, and you can we do that monthly now, uh, where we come together and talk about a game that we've been playing that month, and we want to bring bring to the class and and do our little show and tell. Yeah, uh, or mostly just tell because it's an audio podcast. The, the showing's difficult. <laughs> um, yeah, but but that's a that's a fun thing. You can find that at uh, just look for the casual hour on. It's literally on. I think we're on like twelve platforms. Any any podcasting platform. Uh, it's available, and we have an RSS feed that you can just get and put on whatever you like. Very cool. Uh, and, yeah, definitely people should check out the Lumberjack Smack stuff. Um, it, he's Bobby, you've got some cool stuff going on there. You've done two of them with me. Oh, oh, I have? Oh. I, They've been really good. Eh, one of them was really good. Uh, we, we, uh, <laughs> we talked about a couple of recent Switch games that came out. One was SteamWorld Quest, and the other was... Uh, Super Robot Wars T, which is a uh, Japanese import game that uh, is not not everyone's cup of tea, but it's totally mine. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Bobby, I want to thank you again for coming on. Thank you for introducing me to this game and our audience. Uh, I, I hope people go out and try it. And like we both said, please tell us the end, their endings. Uh, yeah, for sure. All right. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Okay, I'll be back with another episode of Gamers on the Go later. Thanks, guys.